The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hello, and welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 20, advice roundup from my guest part two. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People in Pause. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments because energy transcends space and time. And there's more about all of that at charliekale.com. And I spell it C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. My goal is to dispel myths, bring about awareness, enlightenment, and even uncover some of the scams that cost you in wealth and health of your animals. We're going to combine all of those and expand our field of consciousness by stretching it in all directions, because that's what happens when I interview a guest for each show. There's all this wonderful information and so much of it and never enough time to get to all of it. And yet, even in the 26-minute snippets, a lot of the great advice that does come out still gets buried or falls through the cracks. So I've been doing a series of little wrap-ups of a few great points that came out from each guest, and I've been spreading them out. Part one was show number 14 about six episodes ago. We are now on to part two, where we will revisit guests from shows number five through eight. We're going into healing trauma through trust, soul healing with our animals, and improving behavior through communication with our animal companions. Let's do this. Show number six, Healing Trauma Through Trust with Sarah Jane Farrell, known as the Trust Doctor and Integrative Functional Medicine Practitioner at accessyourtruenature.com. And it's spelled a little differently. Access, A-C-C-E-S-S, your, you are, truenature.com. So we all have some trauma in our lives affecting how we relate to others. Animals don't trust people when they have hurt them. I mean, people don't trust people when they've hurt them either. Animals tend to exhibit that a little bit more openly, though. And many animals go unadopted because that trauma stops them from being able to trust a human. So how do we begin to help them heal? Well, it's all about gaining their trust. And once you heal them, you heal yourself. Sarah Jane Farrell developed the trust process to simplify it all. It's a mindfulness practice between an animal and their person. And when the relationship shifts from fear to trust, the animal comes out of their shell and comes alive again. 
When an animal has been through trauma, the first thing you have to do is gain their trust. So here we go with the trust process. Some steps of the foundation of the trust process are peace. You want to slow down your thinking, bring that high energy down, be in a place of no thinking, calmness, replace that busyness with stillness. You want to drop down into that calm, quiet place deep inside of yourself, deep inside your gut. And you'll feel what is going on in the animal. You want to curate a sense of safety. The animal is disassociated with their body in many cases. And they're actually just watching what's going on from another place inside of themselves. Number two is pace. Go slowly. Be extremely patient. Go at their pace. And number three is persistence. Keep sending peace and love, calm, security, all in a stable, consistent manner. Give them the power of choice. Keep at it slowly and surely and don't stop being there for them. So again, the foundation of the trust process, peace, pace, persistence. Of course, I even add more peace in there. Peace, pace and patience and persistence and perseverance. (laughs) Just think of peace and that helps a lot. Now, when you have a rescue animal, it's important not to keep repeating the same horror story over and over. So you want to correct the conversation. And, you know, this happens all the time. You're at a dog park and you're talking about your rescue animals. Well, what you want to do is talk in the present, acknowledge how brave they are to have come through what they did, and then just keep talking in the present, how safe and secure and loved they are now. They live in the present moment. So you want to stay there with their story. I mean, you're going to have lots of conversations with others. And, you know, it is important to let people know that a rescue animal who has been traumatized can come out of it and be a lively, loving little being. But you need to stay in the present when you're talking about it in your thoughts, in your actions, in your mindfulness. Honor how brave they are and how safe and secure they are now and how loved they are now. And I can verify this. I have a formerly abused little dog myself, Brooklyn. He's the little Chihuahua Terrier mix who's in the picture with me in the show, who was so traumatized when I adopted him that the shelter had set him up for early euthanasia, saying in his file that he could not be adopted out. I spent nine months letting him know safety and security and love And years later, Brooklyn is now the belle of the ball. (laughs) He eats up attention wherever he goes. He goes out on stage with me, emceeing events. He looks out over the crowd with this air of confidence so much that I'll never forget the time I had put him down on the stage because he doesn't cling to me anymore either. I put him down on the stage and he took it on himself to protect what was on the stage. And my little tiny guy one time would not let the band members come up to the stage to get their instruments. (laughs) Luckily, they all laughed when I said over the mic that he was guarding their equipment. And then when I told him, no need to guard, (laughs) come back to mommy, then it was all good. And they were able to get up to their instruments. It is so important to let people know that rescue animals can heal into little social butterflies. But talk in the present about it, that They've already healed and they are safe, secure, and lively little beings. 
So thanks to all of that information and that conversation with Sarah Jane Farrell and the trust process, which can be found at accessyourtruenature.com, access, A-C-C-E-S-S, your, you are, true, T-R-U-E, nature, N-A-T-U-R-E, dot com. On to show number seven, Soul Healing with Our Animals with Tammy Billups. That's Billups with a B, author of the book, Soul Healing with Our Animal Companions, The Hidden Keys to a Deeper Animal-Human Connection, available everywhere and also at SundanceHealing.com. When I interviewed Tammy, it was November 13th, 2018, during the horrific wildfires in Northern and Southern California. The fire in Butte County, which is north of where I am in San Francisco, became the deadliest fire in California history. There was, and there still is, so much trauma wrapped up in the loss of human and animal life, and for the animals, both wild and domestic. So I asked Tammy for her perspective and for some clarity about an animal knowing they're giving up their life for the greater good and that they're not suffering in the way we manage that we imagine. It was so synchronistic that we were talking on the date we were. Tammy said that nothing breaks our hearts more than thinking an animal is suffering, but there is a higher plan in all souls' evolution. Many times in instances of severe trauma or unexpected tragedy, the soul leaves the body early before the extreme physical suffering begins. I want to repeat that because that was so comforting to hear her say. That often when an animal is being abused or in an unexpected disaster, their soul can leave their body early before they experience the severe pain and suffering. Also, she said that in times of natural disaster, we may only have one road out, but animals have many ways out and their intuition often has them leave early if they can. They are in tune with the earth's vibration much more than we are. Now, you've heard the phrase, like attracts like, meaning similar energy attracts similar energy. So, you know, the law of attraction. Well, it turns out we're also attracted to those animals with the same issues that we need to heal within ourselves. Animals mirror us. Tammy says they have five core emotional wounds, which mirror the same core wounds we have. Recognizing these will help us heal ourselves, as well as eventually help heal them, because healing ourselves heals our animals. So the five core emotional wounds, number one is the sacred one. That's the animal that's rooted in terror. They exhibit high anxiety behavior. They believe life is not safe out there. They can't trust people. Usually they've been severely abused and they are traumatized from that and often are the ones who don't get adopted and are euthanized in the shelters. We were just talking about that with the last show. So to help heal the sacred one, create a safe haven for them. Be patient. Offer them walks or time in nature. Respect their space. And go slowly. Offer lots of praise and love, keeping the energy and tone positive. Don't replay the story of their abuse, which we talked about, but focus on the positive shifts and the steps they have made. And finally, work on your own trust issues. Strengthen your own sense of safety and security in life, because chances are there is abuse and trauma in your past And it's something you can work on healing too. The second core emotional wound in animals, the sensitive one. These animals are known as sponges because they absorb all the energy from their people and everyone else around them. 
They were usually abused in an invasive way or an over-controlled way early on, and they don't feel they have a choice to actually be themselves, so they repress their emotions and they just go along with everything. Gosh, we know people like that. Their frustration of keeping emotions suppressed comes out in urinating in inappropriate places, often resulting in UTIs and cystitis, as well as dental and gum issues. To help heal the sensitive one, respect and honor their wishes instead of inflicting yours, such as where they want to sleep or what toy they want to play with. Give them space. Don't smother them. Even if that's what you want to do, don't smother them. If they prefer not to socialize, don't make them. Let them soak up the sunshine and get grounded. Apologize to them if you unconsciously were smothering them or being over-controlling, and then let it go. No guilt. You're just letting them know, okay, you're aware of it now and you're working on it. And just that knowledge will help ease their mind. Finally, try to heal your own issues around feeling over-controlled, being abandoned, abused, humiliated, or invaded. In these cases, your energy is deeply enmeshed with your animals, so much so it's hard to tell whose issue is whose. So yes, this is a difficult one. The third core emotional wound in an animal is the protector. This animal is highly visible, the first one at the door or the gate to greet you or anyone coming into your house. Their core wound comes from feeling betrayed early on by someone they cared about. They carry some anger. They feel jaded. They'll often respond with aggression. They can be incredibly gentle and loving and are fiercely loyal. But when they perceive a potential threat for betrayal against you or themselves, they can turn aggressive and they can fight. They can fight another animal or a person. They have a hard time trusting, and they are trying to control their environment the best they can. To help heal the protector, do not call them bad. Even when their behavior seems to be, notice the good things they do. Focus on the good things. These animals require a lot of patience and very calm, even energy. Let them learn to trust you. Honor that trust. Give them unconditional love. Tell them how lovable they are. If you do get angry at something they did, and that's going to happen, try to channel that anger somewhere else rather than at them, or it's going to reinforce to them that they're they're bad, and then they'll keep doing bad behaviors. Finally, look within to see what feelings of betrayal you have. Try to heal those within yourself. Your animal will respond to your new energy of being able to trust and trust you and others. The fourth core emotional wound animals have that mirror our own is the needy one. This is the feeling of abandonment and never having enough and never being enough. These animals usually were separated from their mothers too soon, and they're often were abandoned by a person. They are the ones who never get enough, and they usually have an oral fixation, chewing, sucking, carrying a toy, eating too much. They are always trying to feel full. Again, separated from their mothers too soon. So they're always trying to feel full in their external world because they never felt full inside. And you've heard the phrase, the outer matches the inner. The outer world is always a reflection of the inner world. I mean, it's people and animals. These animals also suffer from separation anxiety and tend to continually get repeatedly abandoned and rehomed which just makes their energy lower and reinforces their belief that they're unlovable and repeats the whole cycle. Their physical issues tend to be jaw or dental issues, gastrointestinal problems, especially stomach, gallbladder, and pancreas. To help heal the needy one, 
help them become more independent and not depend on you so much, giving them some alone time, even when you are home. Tell them they're lovable. They are enough just as they are. Let them have time to grieve a loss. Imagine them feeling full of love inside. And finally, work on your own issues of abandonment and not feeling like you are enough. Fill yourself with love. And the fifth and final core emotional wound an animal has is the perfect one. These animals try to do everything right and are often old souls, but they don't connect as much with people. It's a really strange dichotomy because they do everything they're trained to do and they are praised for being good. But in the process, they detach just a little from their true selves inside. Often they do this so they can serve on a higher level. They are the perfect helper companions, working dogs, therapy dogs, military dogs, often show dogs, but they don't fully open up their hearts They tend to team up with people doing spiritual work, and they work very well together. They don't have too many physical problems, but when they do, it tends to be a muscular disease or a spine or a heart problem. Sometimes they even take on the disease of a person or other animal to ease their suffering. They then try to move out of that energy by giving it to Mother Earth to absorb. Sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't, especially if they're getting older, to help heal the perfect one. Let them be imperfect once in a while, especially when they're not working. Connect with them on a soul level so your hearts are a little more open to each other. If they are working healers, make sure they get plenty of exercise to move out the negative energy that they've absorbed. Also, they'll really benefit from massages, Reiki, acupuncture, any healing modalities to help move energy out so they don't absorb it. And finally, do the same for yourself. Move the negative energy or stuck blocks of energy out of your own system. Realize you can be an effective leader and high achiever without having to be absolutely perfect. So animals do exhibit several of these emotional wounds at a time. And it's not just one or the other. It can be a combination. But there's usually a main one. And while they do interact with us to help heal us, they also interact with each other to help heal other animals as well. Interestingly enough, at the time of this interview with Tammy, I had five animals, and sure enough, each one exhibited a different main core emotional wound. One of my cats has since gone to the other side, and I can see even more clearly in retrospect which one he was. And of course, now I can even see more clearly what I've been healing and still need to heal within myself. Now, what do you do when you have a sick animal? Or in my case, several aging animals with different illnesses. Once again, we look within. Because remember, animals mirror us in many ways. First, look to see how their illnesses relate to us because this evolves their soul. Of course, you have to treat their illnesses in the moment. But you can also look at them carrying something symbolically. So see what the symbolism is in their relentless in their illness in relation to you and your life because they are sending you a message. When you allow them to help you, it brings out the higher purpose, the bigger picture, and this evolves their soul. When you allow them to carry something for you, it evolves their soul. And as much as it is painful to lose them, they move on when their purpose is done for that point in your life. Here's the good news. When you are more proactive in healing your own wounds, it will help you in the long term with your relationship with them. If we work on healing ourselves, that will help heal our animals. 
I'm going to repeat that. Healing ourselves helps heal our animals. And Tammy says, here's what animals want us to know. To love ourselves as much as they love us. We should see ourselves as the bright, shining light that they see in us. Tammy Billups's book is excellent. I highly recommend it. It is worth it alone just for chapter five, which is about the core emotional wounds. The book is called Soul Healing with Our Animal Companions, The Hidden Keys to a Deeper Animal-Human Connection. It's Tammy Billups with a B, B B-I-L-L-U-P-S. It's available everywhere as well as on her website, SundanceHealing.com. On to show number eight, talking your way into better behavior with your animal companions with Tim Link, author of the book, Talking with Cats and Dogs, Joining the Conversation to Improve Behavior and Bond with Your Animals at waggingtails.com. And that is wagging-tails, T-A-L-E-S.com. Communication, the key to everything in life. Open communication can improve behavior with people, and it's the same with animals. They already telepathically communicate with each other and are always sending communications to us, but we don't always get it or even pay attention to what we're receiving. It can be a thought, a feeling, a mental picture, or just an inner knowing, but we don't notice it. Then when we realize we can communicate mentally with our animals. We don't have the confidence to trust what we get from them. We doubt ourselves. We look for constant confirmation. So to build that confidence up in believing what we receive, first just stop and breathe. Breathe and slow down. Then connect and communicate with them verbally as well as mentally. Sit back and observe what you receive because it could be anything. It could be a thought, a word, a color, an emotion, a physical feeling in your body or a gut feeling. And then trust it because more times than not, you are then communicating with your animal. Animals live in the moment. One of the biggest lessons they're here to teach us is to stop, be present, enjoy, and live in the moment. They have a purpose and they stay true to that purpose the best they can until their body wears out or until they fulfill that purpose. Allow yourself to fulfill your own purpose for being here and don't worry about the future. When communicating, we send out a mental picture as well as the words. Verbally communicate with them, transmitting a clear image of what you want from them. Speak it and visualize it, and they receive it better. Boost your positive vibration because animals respond to higher, happier vibrations than a lower negative energy. So basically, say it, visualize it, and keep it positive. For instance, when you leave a house, tell them where you're going and when you'll be back and what they're supposed to do while you're gone. Give them specific, positive, easy jobs such as take a nice long nap while I'm gone, keep that blanket warm, be nice to the kitties. You don't want to say things like guard the house, watch the squirrels because then they stay anxious. They think I have to stay on guard and alert. They think they have to keep watching for squirrels. This creates anxiety in them and the last thing you want is For them to feel anxious while you're gone, you want them relaxed and out of trouble. I mean, don't worry. If there's something to guard, you know they're going to be aware of it, and they're going to stop barking. Start barking, so you don't have to tell them not to bark. Also, don't tell them don't. They respond to the positive, and they'll throw out the word don't, so they'll just hear the part that you don't want them to do. Reverse it and tell them what you do want them to do. Also, prepare them ahead for emotional events. For instance, I used to have a depressed, moping German shepherd for weeks on end when my mom would visit. She'd be here for months and uh, two months, and then she'd go back to Virginia, and my dog Sasha would be devastated. So I started letting Sasha know that mom was coming to visit, 
but only for two months. And then while mom was here, she would give her the countdown for the weeks and then the days of when she'd go and she'd tell her just because she was going, it didn't mean she didn't love her. She just had to go home and take care of some things. And then I would take Sasha to the airport with me so she could see mom walk into the airport and leave. And by the time we got home, Sasha was her old self again. So when you have something coming up, talk to your animal to prepare them. It makes all the difference in the world on how they handle it. Another big problem behavior is the kitty litter box. If your cat isn't using the litter box properly anymore, there's either a physical, mental, or emotional challenge going on. So check to make sure you have enough boxes and they're in enough places and they're clean enough. I mean, your cat doesn't want to go in a filthy litter box any more than you want to use a dirty toilet, but make sure it isn't something physical. UTIs and kidney problems are notorious for causing cats to go outside the box. So take them to the vet and rule out the physical issues. Once you've done that, see what's going on that could affect the cat's mental or emotional state because it could be a change in the routine. Maybe you're coming home from work later. Maybe there someone in the household moved out. Maybe there's a new person. Maybe there's a new animal. Maybe there's something very, very stressful. Whatever the change is, calm down, breathe, and connect with your cat to see what's going on. And then you can figure it out. I mean, if it's something more stressful, whatever it is, talk to them. Explain what's going on, how you're going to fix it, and what you want out of them, like going in the box. Because you don't want absorbing that energy. And you know what? If you're willing to dig deeper within yourself, since animals mirror us, think about where in life you're not releasing toxic energy appropriately, where you're releasing stuff that's welled up in with you and you need to let go. And that's just a thought. So Tim's final words were a reminder to openly communicate with your animals and spend time with them, be present with them, play with them, talk to them, interact with them, because when you're present with them, you'll have less problems arising from them trying to get your attention. Tim Link's book is a fun read. It's an excellent reference book with separate chapters on many behavioral issues. Talking with cats and dogs, joining the conversation to improve behavior and bond with your animals, available everywhere, as well as his website, waggingtails.com wagging hyphen t-a-l-e-s.com and that's the roundup for part two of advice from my guests on mind body pause holistic living for you and your animals and i still didn't get to all the advice amazing how fast this show goes i'm charlie kale check out my reiki business energy healing for people and pause it's at charliekale.com c-h-a-r-l-y-k-a-y-l-e.com if any of this information piques your interest, you can go back and listen to the whole show with each guest on my Charlie Kale page on Empower Radio. You can also click on the show to find out all the contact information for each guest. And the easiest way to pick a show to listen to is to download the Empower Radio app for your phone, iPhone or Android. Also, go to the podcast link. Look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Stitcher, TuneIn and iHeart podcast apps. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, and Remy Smith at the controls back in studio in Detroit for their love and support. Take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you are doing the best you can. They know this. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Paws is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. 
On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.